In these challenging times, people are desperately searching for peace. However, this relentless chase has left many feeling confused, frustrated, and hopeless. If you're tired of the merry-go-round and you long for some peace in your life, then you're in the right place. Hi everyone, welcome to Elevate the Day. My name is Jennifer Cavello, and I'm here to show you how placing your trust in God and developing a deeper, more personal relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus, can heal your heart and transform your life. How do I know? Because He did it for me. On the Elevate the Day weekly podcast, available each Wednesday, I'll be sharing my everyday life experiences and the lessons that God is showing me. It's my hope that you'll come to believe that God loves you and He has a great plan for your life. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Elevate the Day. Today, I have a very special guest on the show, and I know you are going to enjoy meeting her. Reverend Dr. Michelle Romeo has been a Christian since 1983. She received her degree as a marriage and family counselor and currently provides counseling services at Word Alive Church in Norwalk, Connecticut, and beyond. Michelle serves on the financial board of the church and is an active participant of the pastoral staff. She's an instructor at Word Alive's campus of Life Christian University and previously with Vision University. She has served on the board of directors at Reentry, which is a women's drug and alcohol rehab, and she was on the financial board of her previous church, as well as being its federal credit union's president. In this role, she oversaw banking operations, loan applications, and financial counseling. So Michelle and I met when I began taking my Bible college classes at Word Alive Church in 2017. She also had a major hand in the publication of my book, Finding God, Finding Me because she introduced me to her cousin, who has published a lot of books on Amazon, and I was able to do the same for mine. Michelle also read through my manuscript to make sure that my scriptural references were accurate, so I am forever grateful that God placed Michelle in my path. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you, thank you, and I'm, I'm really so happy to be here, I really am. Terrific, I can't wait to, uh, to dive in and, and ask you some questions about your um, your journey as a marriage and family counselor and your faith. And I'm sure the listeners are going to be especially blessed by what you have to share today. Mm-hmm. So let's just dive right in and start um, by the first question. So tell me a little bit about your calling to become a Christian counselor and, and a Bible teacher. Well, as, as far back as I could remember, I've always had a desire to teach, and I always wanted to be in the counseling field. I mean, even from when I, I remember, even when I was in middle school, um, I, I grew up, I'll just tell you a little bit uh, about my background. I grew up as a Catholic, but I very rarely attended church, probably like many people. Um, I made my communion and my confirmation, and you know, I felt that I knew God because I did pray but um, I really did not have a true relationship with Christ until I was 22. Hmm. Uh, in 1982, I began working for a major corporation. And at the age of 21, my life seemed to be going kind of well, but it was very empty. It was, um, it was very empty. I mean, I was 
in a good, in a good place in certain areas, mm -hmm. but I had made some poor decisions that, um, that seemed to like turn me in the wrong, in the wrong direction quickly. Uh, so it was no accident of when I got saved at all. Uh, in 1983, I had attended a full gospel dinner and a friend of mine's parents had invited me there. It was the first time, um, I had ever been to anything like this. And there was a woman speaker there who that usually, they usually didn't have women speakers for the most part at that time. It was the first time they ever had a woman speaker actually. Mm -hmm. And as I listened to her that night, as she was talking, I felt like she was saying my life. And uh, so it, it just, it, it just touched me in such a way that I knew that, that there was no accident. It was no accident that I was there. But again, I, um, it was it was something new to me but that night after she finished uh, finished talking i um she had uh, an altar call and i received the invitation to um, accept jesus christ into my life that night and i knew that my life would never be the same and ne never has been uh, the following 10 years after that i had many trials that came up in in, in my life and uh, things i never would imagine coming but god showed his faithfulness through it all and I always say that if it took all of that to bring me to where I am today, it's, it's okay. Uh, then from 1982 until uh, 1991, I had attended several different churches. Um, and also uh, I had co-led a well-established prayer group, group, group in Norwalk. Uh, I was very blessed to have quite a few men and women of God mm. who really poured into my life. I mean, endlessly. Um, and, and at that time I began to teach a Bible study. Um, at the company that I was working for, I was teaching a Bible study twice a week on my lunch hour. Wow. Uh, you know, it was, it, you know, things you know, were, were much different then. And at that time, revival was taking place. It was like a revival in the area. People were just getting saved. They were on fire for the Lord. People wanted to know more about him. Uh, I was also a Bible teacher at that time in the homes of many of the people that were coming to prayer group. They wanted to establish uh, Bible studies in their households for their family that were not in prayer group or not in church. Uh, so it seemed like every single night there was something else and so many people were involved there. There was just so many people going to all these things. We had a prayer group on Monday night. Tuesday night was another Bible study. Wednesday night was usually a Bible study for people wherever you were going to church. Uh, Thursday was a lot of fellowship. Uh, Friday and Saturday was uh, coffee houses. There were Bible studies and there were concerts. And then Sunday there was church in the morning and then church in the evening. Most people were going to both services at all times. Like I said, I'm just trying to give you a picture of how things were at that time. But I really sensed the call of God on my life, and I had believed that um, he was leading me to attend a Bible college. Mm. And so in 1992, I had uh, I began to attend Vision University um, out of California, but they had a local campus in Bridgeport at a church facility that I then became a member of. And it was there that I had received my degree in uh, marriage and family counseling. Mm. So you know, as I was, um, as I said a few minutes ago, I had, uh, I always had the desire to teach and to be in the counseling field. But after I got saved, I really began to understand what counseling really was. I always had a desire to help people and I wanted to feel differently at the end of our conversations. I wanted them to have a brighter outlook and, uh, and, and really mainly I wanted to instill hope in people and help for hurting people that I was coming in contact with, it seemed like all the time. You know, and, and I really uh, realized at that time that people, what people thought about themselves and what they thought about others was either their greatest asset mm. or either that or their greatest enemy. Yeah. So uh, after I received Christ, I, 
you know, I, I, and, and since then, it, I feel as though um, my prayer has been that the Lord would use me as an instrument mm -hmm. and uh, to be a vessel to offer and extend hope to the hurting for other mm -hmm. people. You know, and, you know, you know, a lot of times we talk about faith and faith is obviously important. Uh, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. But, you know, the Bible says love. It talks about love in this way. It says that all is nothing. That's what it tells us. It says, I, I'm nothing unless I have this uh, divine, um, supernatural love that, that God gives. And, and we think about the apostle. Apostle Paul goes on to write, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries uh, and all the knowledge, if I have not love, I am nothing. So this really speaks about love and, uh, and our love for one another. And, and I believe that the Lord uses us in many ways to help our brothers and our sisters and, mm -hmm. and uh, to be used effectively. I really believe we must love one another. I believe an effective counselor has to have love for people. Uh, the person has to have a desire to set captives free and help them to understand God's love mm -hmm. and God's love for them and also provide them the direction that they need. Um, it's interesting that you that you say that, Michelle, because, um, you know, when I was embarking on writing this book and publishing it and, and all of that, you know, I found myself having to check my heart. Mm. Because when I wrote my baby journal, when I had my business for Bello, you know, 10 plus years ago, right. my goal and my heart's intention was to become, you know, a baby gift mogul, <laughs> you know, and become a millionaire with my, my revolutionary baby journal and all of these great things and be on the cover of Inc. Magazine, etc. Yeah. So my motivation back then um, was very different. Mm -hmm. And I was very stressed when, you know, sales weren't up and when someone said no and when I got rejected, etc., um, which is normal, you know, with a new business. Right. But this time when I wrote my book, I had to check my heart to make sure that I wasn't in it for the money yeah. and I wasn't doing it for personal fame and accolades and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And like you were just saying, I really just wanted people to, you know, read the book, yeah. you know, possibly have someone they could relate to and say, you know what? I've gone through something similar or, you know, yeah, that happened to me too. And Hey, look, look what God did for her. You know, maybe he'll do that for me too. So it was really just instilling that hope for those that were hurting. So I love that you just said that because um, yeah. it's a confirmation, right? That if we don't do things out of love, right. we really have to check our hearts. Nothing. It means nothing anymore. Right. Right. And um, so I love that you have um, this call to be a, a teacher and a counselor because, um, you know, I feel like that is really what people need these days. They need someone to be able to come and talk to that shares the hope of Jesus. Yes. And, you know, there's a bazillion self-help books out there. And guess what? That's why, because they don't work. <laughs> um, right. You know, really, the what works is is you know God's word and really believing it, studying it, and talking to someone like yourself that um, can provide the understanding and the hope to these folks that really have like where else are they going to go? And um, so I feel like what you're providing is such a valuable service, especially today when we really do live with so much oh, yes. hopelessness and helplessness. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy out there. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, even to what you just said, you know, even when you're, you're dealing with people, a lot of times, too, it's not always, it's not always a pretty answer to people. Um, you know, you have to get to a place where you're realizing that when you do things, you do it in love. Mm-hmm. Um, when, a per- when you come in contact with people and you're counseling people, it's not always a, a pretty answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it really requires them to change. And it's not just to change the outward things. It's a, it becomes a heart matter because if, if your heart is not right, then no matter what you change on the outside, you're always going to have that turmoil. Right. But when your heart changes, when you truly have a heart change, that's when everything else changes. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember one time, you know, what you were saying, uh, even about um, as far as even doing things for money and everything else. I remember not long after I got saved, I remember going into a variety store and I always used to get these, you know, these business opportunity books and, and all this kind of, you know, all those type of things, those money making things. I remember walking out to my car with the book in my hand that I had just paid, I think, seven dollars for. Mm-hmm. Uh, which seemed like a lot of money to me at the time, but I had it in my hand and I remember walking to my car and I looked at the book and I just, as I was getting in the car after I just bought it, I kind of tossed it in my car and said, you know what, I'm not even interested in this anymore Mm. because I realized that there was so much more. And, you know, and as you're in it, you know, when you're working for a company and you start moving up the ladder, you know, things start to look different. And I was, I was so thankful looking back. I, I think of it now. I was so thankful that the Lord came into my life at the time that he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked with that company for almost 25 years after that. And, um, and I thank God for that because I did, you know, it was through the Lord that I, I know that I, I got promotion, different mm-hmm. promotions and different positions in that, in the place. But, um, but I knew who was first and had that not had happened, I don't know where I'd be today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably in a much different place. Well, um, you know, I feel like, um, you know, God meets us where we are at and, um, you know, he, he chases after us. Yes, he does. You know, he chases after us and, um, and only in hindsight do I see, you know, where I let him chase me (laughs) and and actually catch me. And you can start to put the pieces of the puzzle together and look at your life and say, you know what, that was probably God. That's probably God. And, you know, it just really makes you sit back in amazement that from the littlest things to the biggest things, you know, that God was there because Mm -hmm. he sees the end from the beginning and he knows the plan for your life. And all all we got to do is line up with it, which sounds so simple, but sometimes it's not. (laughs) Sometimes it's not because we get in the way. We get in the way of ourselves. That's, that's what happens. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, um, I love what you said earlier about, um, you know, you were a a Catholic as was I, and, and just felt like there was something more out there. And I, um, And I've shared this story in, in my book and as well as with other folks I've had on the podcast that um, I just, you know, felt compelled to find out what the truth was and yeah. like, what is God really saying? And what does this, you know, chapter in the Bible really mean? Because it just was falling flat. Everywhere I was going, it was falling flat and mm-hmm. it was temporary, if you will. It's like, oh, okay, um, I learned this. Mm-hmm. But I, it didn't sink in, if you will. Right. Right. And so I, I think it was because the, you know, that ritualistic religious kind of 
yeah. atmosphere doesn't promote relationships. So that leads me to my next question is, you know, why is a relationship with God through Jesus really needed right now? Because I feel like it's missing and, and people are chasing after whatever. <laughs> anything, they're chasing after anything that they think is going to bring them joy, yeah. anything that is going to bring them peace. And they're also always going to find that it's a false peace, no matter what. No matter what we have, no matter what we do, whether it's money, whether it's objects, whether it's things, whether it's relationships, if Christ is not the center of your life, you'll never be at peace, the, the true peace that you need to have. Um, we can't have really, and a lot of people don't understand this. When you talk to people that are, say, unsaved people, uh, they'll say a lot of times, um, well, I know God, uh, but the truth of the matter is you cannot know God unless you know him through his son. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we, we enter into a true relationship with him. Um, and yes, we need that relationship more now than ever. Mm -hmm. um, I literally, my heart literally actually aches for people that are living in this world right now that do not have Christ in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, would, I would go as far as to say this, that I don't even know how they survive in this world right now. You know, if we take what has gone on since the beginning of 2020 mm -hmm. to now, um, I can easily see if a person does not have Christ in their life, I can easily see how they walk around depressed and down with no hope and with, mm -hmm. without meaning, you know, without any purpose. You know, I think of, and actually uh, I wrote it, wrote it down somewhere here um, that I had here. It, it was Rick Warren and um, Rick Warren had said uh, in one of his books, he said, um, without God, I think I might have right here. Uh, without God, life has no purpose. And without purpose, life has no meaning. Without meaning, life has no significance or hope. And I have to tell you, mm. um, when I read that, I, I have to tell you how much it just checked with my spirit, mm. that, that, uh, that, that phrase that he used. You know, I really believe that that's what we're seeing a lot of today. And we're seeing that people that don't have a relationship with God, there's no purpose for them. Their life has no meaning. Uh, they feel that they're not significant. In, uh, there's no significance in them being here, and therefore they have no hope. And we see the tragedy that takes place when that happens in people's mm -hmm. lives. I mean, I've seen it with some, of, uh, uh, with some of my close friends and their children. I've also seen it with Christians, many Christians that have turned away from the Lord, or have they they've kind of like laid back a little bit. And you know, if you're on fire for the Lord, once you, you stop going, once you stop learning, once you stop and all that, I'm going to tell you the enemy is looking for whom he can devour. Mm -hmm. And it's for Christians that he's coming for, because even if he can't affect your salvation, even if he can't affect where you're spending eternity, he could affect you from being as effective as you used to be. And, and that's his desire. That's what he does. So I tell you, I would never, ever want to be in this world again, not knowing Christ and not having him in my life. And, um, so it is so important. Uh, again, it's so important today with all the things that we've seen. If, if nothing else, look at what you've seen in the last, you know, eight months, six months. Yeah. And, and, you know, we need Christ. We need Christ. Well, you know, and it's funny. I've gotten, you know, had many conversations with, with people that are, um, you know, struggling right now. That mm -hmm. it's just one thing after another. And you know, they are losing hope, they're losing energy, they're losing their ability to persevere. And, you know, they're, they're struggling with, you know, what else is coming? 
like what's next what's next i can't take anymore and and i'm not saying that as a you know believer right that we're not experiencing those same those same feelings sometimes it is overwhelming it right. is tough at times mm -hmm. but i think what we have um and certainly what we want to share with other people is you know i have the word of god that i can pick up every day yes and even you know on the worst days you know like this week with no power no air conditioning yeah. Yeah. you know all of that because of the the storm and hurricane and yeah. everything else mm -hmm. you know i can for those few moments just remember that i have you know my father in heaven yes. who is looking out for me mm -hmm. and he'll get the power back on and yeah. he will keep me and my kids healthy and safe um, and just knowing that and be able, being able to trust in him, Absolutely. not in the weatherman, not in the news, not in anything outside of, you know, the, the outside, um, right. you know, that brings me hope. And I have to say, you know, before I knew the Lord and before I really started to study and understand the, the word of God, I was looking for all those external things to help me feel better. Yes. Yeah. All those, all those things, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that stuff. you know, it ended up not making me feel better. I mean, maybe I felt, you know, better for five minutes, but yeah. you know, just like anything else, it, you know, it wears off right. and you know, and it doesn't bring you that same hope no. again. So buying that, you know, new pair of shoes makes you feel better that day. But then yeah. when you see them in the closet the next day, are yes. you just as happy? <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and really what you can actually see is most people, I, I really think most people have the same issue. I don't think I'm the only one. But if you look, most people have so much stuff. And you hear from mm -hmm. so many people, they have so, their houses are just bombarded with stuff. Mm -hmm. And all those things that people buy a lot of times are bought for that reason. They're trying to fill something. They're trying to fill some gap in their lives. and and. It really, once a person comes, the, the truth is when a person comes to know Christ, that is when that person can feel complete and at peace. But until then, they will continue to search for stuff. It's mm -hmm. just stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, as you know, I, I sold my house this year. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, my sister teases me all the time. Um, she's like, you've been on a, a 10 year purge because mm -hmm. I've had more tag sales and sold more yeah. stuff on, on Facebook marketplace than, you know, anyone alive, I think. Mm -hmm. But it, I think it really was a process of God dealing with me yeah. and saying, you don't need all this stuff. No. You know, you don't need the big house. You don't need all these little trinkets. And, and when I see memories pop up in Facebook of the pictures of my tag sale, I don't even remember half of this stuff right. and you know and i'm glad that it that it's all gone um right. but you know a, you know a much simpler existence which quite frankly we've all been pushed into these last few months uh, months with the pandemic oh, yeah we we realize how much little we how little we need really exactly exactly yeah. so you know i'm i'm grateful that um you know, for my relationship with, with the Lord through Jesus beyond words, um, because it sustained me and my kids over these past several months with lots of changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know that it will continue to sustain us as well. But, you know, I, I'm sure there's some, some folks listening right now that have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean a relationship with, with God through Jesus? Um, mm -hmm. like, what does that mean? And, and maybe, you know, 
I'm, I'm sure you come across folks in, in your counseling sessions that maybe ask the same question, like, where do I even start? What is, what does that mean to be saved, to have a relationship with Jesus? What, what can you maybe expand yeah. on that a little bit for some of our listeners who might not be familiar? I will. And, and, you know, it's kind of simple, but I think many times people complicate it. We complicate it sometimes. Uh, but the first key to recognizing that is that you need a savior. You know, you, you know that something is wrong in your life. You know that you're not right. You know, and I often say this, that uh, I really believe that it was a benefit to me in a lot of ways that I was not a faithful uh, attendee of religion. Mm. And, and what I mean by this is I knew I was a sinner. You know, I was brought up Catholic, never really attended church. And I made my communion, made my confirmation, but I did not attend a lot of church in between that time. And, and when I did, it was only because of the people around me. Um, many times people uh, that were in church their whole life, uh, many of my friends, many people around me had a difficult time coming to Christ because they thought they were good already because they attended church, you know, and they attended church, they attended, uh, they went to confession. So they already thought that they were good. But the truth is, according to, if you, we go to God's word, simply it says in Romans 3.10, there is no one righteous. And that means there is no one that is innocent. Uh, every person is valuable in God's eyes um, because God created us in his image. But uh, no one is good enough that they can earn the, um, we can't earn our salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to accept it. And if, if a person right now is, is going through a time that there's not peace in their life and there's no joy and, there's, and they feel like there's no purpose, we need to know and we need to extend, even as the body of Christ, we have to extend to them that offer and, and let them know that, you know what, God is real. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ loves you. You know, you may not see him like you see a person, but let me tell you, when you come to him, when you turn your life over to him, and give him a chance. He will make life so real to you. He'll make himself so real to you. You will never want to turn back. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, you know, we have to get, um, a lot of times people have to understand that because the world has said certain things, it doesn't mean it's so. If we are turning our back on God, if we are, uh, you know, living in ways that are very ungodly, um, we know that we're doing that. We, there's something God placed in us, a conscience. We know. And that's why our peace is robbed from us. That's why, you know, people have bitterness. They walk around bitterness and angry and unforgiveness. And all of those things are, are there, the devil set up to, to really to steal your joy away, to steal mm -hmm. your hope away. So how, you know, if somebody would say to me, all right, so how do we uncomplicate these matters? We do so by coming to Christ just as we are. Don't try to clean up your act. Don't try to clean up your mess first. Um, don't try to, um, to perfect your life, which is a lot of people, this is what they do. I remember the day I accepted Christ. I was standing there for a few seconds. And all I kept going through my mind is, you know what, God, I'll get my life straight first, and then I'll come to you. Mm. And right then, as I said that, the speaker then said, there's somebody that's saying right now to, that you're going to straighten out your life. And then you're going to come to Christ. And I'm telling you right now, Christ is saying to you, you come to him first and he will help you straighten out your life. And I will tell you, Jennifer, he did. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, it was never the same. My life was never, I, all those trials I went through immediately after I got saved. Mm -hmm. uh, I am telling you, I had the peace that surpassed all understanding. God gave me a peace. He gave me a hope. He gave me a reason to get up in the morning and and, to, and, and the energy that I had, I mean, physical energy mm -hmm, that I had mm -hmm. made me. 
Um, I never, I was like the ever ready battery, never, <laughs> never wanting to stop. But before that, I could, I wanted a lot, a lot of times I just wanted to get in bed at night because I was just tired and I just, you know, that was, that was it. But you know what? Jesus will continue to knock on the door to your heart. But, but I, I'm praying today that somebody that's hearing this, somebody that's going through something and you're at a point that you're feeling hopeless, reach out to him because he's there. And, and once you do that, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. You know, um, that's a, so critical what you're saying about not having to clean up our acts first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I have, um, you know, a, a perfectionistic tendency in me. And mm -hmm. I like things to be neat and tidy and, and orderly. And I want everything to be just so before I do this. But, you know, what I have learned is you know, Jesus is really good at cleaning up messes. <laughs> you know, I mean, he gets the, the toughest stains out of the carpet. <laughs> he, you know, he is better than, you know, Mr. Clean. Yeah. And, um, but I, I think that that is hard for some people to grasp. Like he is, you know, God. And so we better show up like all straightened out and all cleaned up and, and ready to start anew. But really what he is saying is bring me every single mess you have, yeah. every single one. Yeah. And I not only will clean it up, I'll make it so that you never even think about it again. Yeah. And guess what? You'll be able to help somebody because of that mess at right. some other point. So that whole, you know, beauty from ashes oh, gosh, yeah. just resonates with, yeah. with me personally anyway. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's uh, amazing uh, when you really stop and think about it, it's, it's amazing how, you know, and once you come to know the Lord and once you begin to read the Bible, you, you actually see, okay, I don't know what I was concerned about because I'm looking at all these people. You mm. look at all the people that God used they were not perfect people. These were people that had issues. I mean, we, want have we think we have some issues at times. I think I had issues, but I'm telling you, these people had issues. And you know what? God used them in spite of, and yep. they became great women and men of God. You know, talked about in the Bible, but the, the Bible speaks about these very people, you know, mm -hmm. and and so uh, a lot of times people that, are, that maybe don't read the Bible, they don't know a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm here to tell you that, you know, the closer we get to God, the closer uh, we are to him, the more like him we become. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the desire that we should have, you know, to be Christ-like. Does that mean that we're going to be perfect 100% of the time? We're never going to make a mistake? No, that's a lie. And, you know, you, you're just being lied to if you think you'll never uh, make a mistake again. But uh, we do strive to do better because we do know better. And right. let me tell you, the peace could never be exchanged for anything else. You can't buy peace like this. Right. You can't pay for peace like this. You right. know, and, and again, going back to being a counselor, that is, that is part of the reason why I so desire to, to counsel people because I want to extend that hope to them so that they don't have to walk around in that state any longer. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, and I think that that is, um, you know, what we need right now. We need some hope um, because we live in a, a hopeless uh, world where everyone just wants to, you know, keep instilling fear and, you know, helplessness, etc. And so I know that, um, you know, many people are looking for something that they can hold on to that's there every single day. And, you know, we, we've got the rock, 
you know, um, not Dwayne Johnson, right. <laughs> but we have, uh, you know, we've got the rock in, in yeah. Jesus and uh, he's got bigger muscles than, uh, than Dwayne. <laughs> so, you know, thank you, Michelle, so much for, for sharing um, today. I'm, I'm so grateful, number one, to know you and, and to call you a friend. Um, you've been a, a wonderful guide and mentor to me and and such a source of um, hope for myself, you know, over these last few years since coming to, to church and, and getting to know the Lord even more. So I'm, I'm grateful that, that our paths have crossed and um, that God placed you in my life. God is going to continue to do many amazing things. I, I, I really believe that we've seen a lot of things over the last few months, but I believe that there's so many things that God is going to show us through these next months and this next year mm -hmm. uh, really going to excite people and, you know, really change the lives of so many different people. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what we want, right? We want changed lives. And so, you know, that's what I try to do in, in my own little way here with, you know, my blog and my podcast and stuff. And I just want people to have that, that sense of hope um, because, yeah. You know, I, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the, the yes. wall. And, yeah. um, you know, once you climb over the wall, you've, you've yeah. got someone there. You know, you've got a, right. a, big, a big cheerleader in, in Jesus. So I want to thank you again, Michelle, for being such a great guest today. I'm sure that everyone listening was, was blessed. And I want to thank all of my listeners for tuning in today. I look forward to talking to you again next week on another episode of Elevate the Day. In the meantime, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter by going to my new website, jennifercavello.com. And you can also pick up a copy of my latest book, Finding God, Finding Me, on Amazon. So until next week, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thanks again, Michelle. I really had fun talking with you today. I hope you thank have you. a blessed day too. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Elevate the Day. I welcome your feedback and ideas for future shows. Just click on the comments and who knows, maybe your idea will turn into a future Elevate the Day episode. My new book, Finding God, Finding Me, is now available on Amazon in ebook or paperback. This is the story of my life and the transformation that God did in me. Don't forget to sign up for the Elevate the Day newsletter at elevatetheday.com and be sure to follow Elevate the Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a blessed day.